Welcome to the next podcast once again with Tanner, Jonathan, and Andy. That was a nice little trio of introductions. Well done, sirs. How y'all like that mu- intro music this time, eh? FM static, definitely maybe. Stepping up a little bit. Fun fact, uh, my wife did not know at our wedding day, at our reception, that I was going to grab the mic from the DJ and karaoke that song. She didn't know that? No. <laughs> No, we kind of talked about not doing it, but I think she she, she thought you. She she loved it though. Everybody loved it. Uh, I sang it with him. Yeah, Tanner was my best man, and we uh, we sang it, and it was a beautiful thing, and it was awesome. There's some great pictures. Check it out. Yeah, it's good. There's a video of it too circulating somewhere. Maybe we'll share that. Oh yes, there is indeed. We could probably. Well, I wonder if you can actually hear us singing. Yeah, you can. I got the whole we could probably, DVD of it. We could probably play some clips on here at some point. We might we might yeah, it's, it's, fix that up for y'all. Do a video podcast. <laughs> One video yeah. podcast, have us singing it. I got a camera. Well, yeah, okay, sure. So, um, last time we talked to y'all, we were getting ready to go on a ski trip. Yes, to Paoli Peaks. And we rated the, what, what, the athleticism of the group at a five and a half, I did. What's our post rating? <laughs> Actually, I was somewhat impressed. No one got hurt. No one did get hurt, and that's a plus. That is a huge plus. Um, but I'm, I'm going to maybe bump it up to a six as a whole because, you know, the one guy really took hold of the skis very well for not ever skiing. He did. Uh, and I'll, I'll settle with a six. That's fine. A six, a six is good. Now, I, on the other hand, I've figured out how to cheat the system on the ski trip. <laughs> how, how exactly do you manage that? People, okay, now, I, I, will, I will be honest. I wiped out the very first time down the slope. I, on a snowboard? Yeah, on the snowboard. I didn't I didn't ski till the last 30 minutes, and I fell down one time, and I said no to skis. I should have stayed snowboarding. How long were we there? Like six hours? Six or so hours, I'd Yeah, say. I did about five hours on the snowboard-ish, counting, not counting lunch. But did you, did you snowboard on your feet, Jonathan? For the first couple hours of the day, yes. I made it down the bunny slope a few times, and then I could make it down the first hill on the intermediate slope uh-huh. and then fall down and do no more. So I got tired of falling down, and there were a couple other guys who were kind of tired of falling down. So what did y'all decide to do? Well, since the snowboards have the you know like the big locked-in foot braces, they're in there to stay, and you can, they're kind of tall. Right. Yeah. So it was an accident. Old Boogie was sitting oh on gosh. his snowboard, and he was sort of sliding on accident. I was like, you're onto something. <laughs> so I turned my snowboard around this big hill, one of the intermediate hills, and I put, put crossed my feet Indian style, and I grabbed onto the front boot brace and leaned back the other one and slid down these hills like luge. Like a saddle. It was awesome. You get going way faster than you can skiing or snowboarding, and you're way less likely to get injured. That's, that's my theory. You steer with your hands. Anyway, I got about four or five of them to do it with me. We did it for about three hours, three and a half hours, and we even had one worker say it was okay, and then another worker was very cross, and she <laughs> told us to stop. Didn't go over that well. But after that, that time, we're like, all right, we'll switch to skis. And Well, I got out there. I did, in my defense, I got sticks for four and a half foot people. Mm. I did. So I, thought they were, I thought they were color-coded. I looked at the thing, and I saw six, six foot yellow. Uh, so I grabbed from the yellow band. Well, that was for four, four and a half foot people. Right, right, So I was right. like, man, these are really short. <laughs> and I fell down, and I couldn't get back up very good. So I was like, I'm done skiing. I'm just going to go sit down. So I did. Fair enough, fair enough. But you you took, you took skied the whole day, and you were... I did. I fell once, and I'm really upset about it. Some little child cut in front of me, and... Well, first off, it was close to 50 degrees when we were there. <laughs> and so the snow was melting, so and it ice. turned into ice, and it, it could have gotten really dangerous. 
but um, this little girl cut right in front of me, so I had to take off into the grass where there was no snow, and I ate it and got muddy, and I looked like I was a rookie. But That's when you got to just go through and hit that little girl. She'll learn. <laughs> well, I was trying to save lives, Jonathan. <laughs> that, that, that was, we had an EMT out there with us. He was we a paramedic. Did. He was a boss on those skis, too. He took the big jump. He, he did. He I felt it. I saw I was on the ski lift when I was going down. I was going from the bottom. We got kicked off from sledding, so we were going on the way up. <laughs> that Okay, that was the worst. That was the hardest part of the day, getting on and off that ski lift with a snowboard. Oh, because you have to have it on your foot. Yeah, and you have to have one foot off. So yeah. when you get off, okay, worst thing was, I was we were off like it. And one time we had three guys on there. It was me and a couple other guys. We were on the ski lift. And we had been awful all day getting off. So the guy at the bottom of it said, when you get up there, just do this with your hand. Like, tell them to go to slow it down, and they'll stop it for you. Like, okay, awesome. So we get to the top, and we're all, like, dramatically, like, 50 feet away just doing, slow down. To slow down. So we get up there, and he stops it. And before, like, we just get our butts off of it, and it, he just, I swear he put it, like, 80 miles an hour. just hits us all on the back. We're all falling down. Except for me, I stepped on the other two guys to get over. Just a great chaffron I am. That a boy. And, uh... Yeah, you you did that, and then I took the the one that was getting good at skiing. I took him down a hard slope, and he fell, and his goggles hit his eye and got a black I eye. I saw so that. We're great chaperones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a good trip though out there. Everybody had a good time, and um... I found out. Oh, okay. This is a fun little kind of a tangent here at our hotel. So we stayed in French Lick, Indiana, and that the name itself, French Lick, is amazing. It is. Well, that's where Larry Bird is from. And did I y'all go look for the house? No, we didn't. <sighs> It was dark when we left that morning. No, I thought when we... Never mind. That's got to be really off subject. Anyway, so I found out that Larry Bird, the great Larry Bird, went to college for 24 days before he dropped out. And then he came back home to French Lick and drove a garbage truck. He picked up garbage. And then his father died, and he decided to go back to college and play basketball. And that turned out to be a pretty good decision for him. So he almost was Larry Bird, the garbage picker. He kind of... I mean, this is really mean, and I know Larry Bird's a legend. You probably shouldn't say it, then. He kind of looks like a garbage man. <laughs> you, do you not get that, though? Next. Or a music teacher. Next. Next. <laughs> what are we going into here? Oh, corrections. Oh, yeah, also. Before we go into the next subject. We were talking about, like, albums and stuff. I don't know how I didn't think of this album. Lecrae's Anomaly. What about Neverland? Was, I thought about Neverland. It was too. number one on the Billboard charts. Like, not... Not like Christian or hip hop or anything. Like number one on Billboard was Lecrae. Lecrae yeah. yeah, big time. So check out Lecrae's Anomaly, and then like mine's not necessarily a correction because I was it was my most anticipated album with Blink One Eighty Two getting back you know being back together for the last year or so with Tom DeLonge and Travis Barker and Mark Hoppus. Well now, just like all those years ago when they broke my heart the first time, Tom DeLonge has now had issues with Mark Hoppus and Travis Barker. Yeah, they both have different sides of the story, but now Tom DeLonge is out. Back to Angels and Airwaves Only, so my dream and my number one on my bucket list, I will probably never get to see. I mean, they have Matt Skiba from uh, Alkaline Trio filling in for Tom DeLonge right now, but it's not the same. And we also forgot to mention Fury as far as a movie. Oh, Fury was great. It was great. Language was rough, but it was a war movie, so you kind of expect it. And you Shia LaBeouf apparently was... found God in that army tank, and Brad Pitt let him be right. crossed because of the director from that movie. Right. Just a trickle-down effect of Jesus in that tank. And also, Shia LaBeouf didn't shower for four months. He didn't look like he showered for four months. <laughs> so, shout out to No Shower Shia. All right, Andy, what do we got next? 
We'll talk about the Super Bowl. Super Bowl tomorrow. First off, most importantly, I'm making chips and salsa with a block of cream cheese in it, and it's going to be great. I like like a good chip and dip. (laughs) Uh, Well, before we go into actual Super Bowl... You got to watch the game on the ski trip with the Packers oh, and yeah. the Seahawks. I was in the hot tub with 13 Phenomenal. Men. Unbelievable. Like, down, I can't remember what the score was. I know it was 19 to, it was 16 to nothing, and then it was 19, no, and it was 16 to 7, and then it was 19 to 7, and there was like four minutes left, and the Seahawks just go crazy and end up. Jesus, uh, Russell Wilson. Judah Smith. Praying for Judah Smith, man. He loves the <laughs> Judah Seahawks. Judah Smith pulled he the, loves some the Seahawks. Seahawks there. Um, that's a, yeah, anyway. Yeah. You want to talk about Judah Smith, how he prays about, no, okay. No, <laughs> Whatever. we keep these tangents to limit. Okay, so the Super Bowl tomorrow. I, even with the whole deflate gate nonsense deflate and gate. Bill Belichick being a, I did, he was in a suit yesterday. I watched on ESPN. Really? He was he in a full in a suit sweatshirt? with Pete Carroll doing an interview together. Their personality is totally different. It was weird. It wow. made me uncomfortable seeing Bill Belichick smile, talk, and laugh in a suit. Like a human. Yeah, it was weird. I didn't like it. But I still think the Patriots are going to pull it out. Tom Brady's going to really? get his fourth. If this would be his fourth, fourth ring. Yes, if he loses, he's 3-3, three and three, which is... Still, great. But, but it, th- it's not all-time no. great no. conversation. I, I've been listening to uh, Skip and Stephen A. all week, and that, that's been one of the big debates, is if, if Tom Brady wins this, does he go up into, like, Maybe the greatest player to ever play football. Yeah. Or stuck in one of the greatest players to ever right, play football. Right, right, Yeah, Tom Brady's one of the best athletes of our generation. He's a magician He's, with he's phenomenal, especially his story. I mean, what was he? He, he was a six-round draft pick. Yeah. He almost didn't get drafted. And yeah. he, I mean, now he's, he's ready playing to go for sell. Fourth Super Bowl. Right? He's about to go sell some insurance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. But, you know, it's hard to pull against the Seahawks, though, because Russell Wilson is a Christian. Oh, yeah, I love Russ. Marshawn Lynch is in. Weird, great, entertaining individual. Yeah, I know why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I like I like Seahawks too, but I'm pulling for Tom Brady. I want to get that ring. So. See, I, I'm gonna have to go against you here, and I'm for the Seahawks mainly because of Russ. And Judah. also, I mean, and Judah because <laughs> Judah's praying them through. Yeah. Um, but and even though people don't like him, I love Richard Sherman. He's all right. He, he's a very – I feel like Richard Sherman with his mouth is just beating the system. I feel like he's smarter than all of us. He did that whole little fiasco and – Yeah, Rosebud. He made himself a name because of it. So Andy, who you got? Not the Seahawks. So you're pulling um, for the Patriots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Why? Simply because I don't like the Seahawks. Fair enough. Do you not like Jesus? <laughs> well, you voted for the Patriots, but I I gave a nod to the Seahawks because Russell Wilson is such an outspoken Christian man. Oh, okay. But your logic, yeah, I mean, you just hypocrisy. <laughs> you. Yeah. All right, Andy, what we got next? Uh, uh, Marshawn Lynch. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Smooth transition. And the right Conan. Into uh, I don't know if y'all saw this. I, was it a week? I don't no, know. Not a week ago. I don't know. If we can recommend people to watch this though. Mostly, parts of it. Conan O'Brien, take it or leave it, so, right there. Just Conan. That's all it's you a need Conan to know is interview. Conan. So viewer okay. discretion is advised. advised. It's a uh, he gets Marshawn Lynch and Gronk with their teams respectively. You know, Gronk plays for the Patriots and uh, with Rob Burkowski and Marshawn Lynch for the Seahawks, and he got them in a video game tournament of the unreleased new Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat X, which is going to be great. I can't wait. Anyway, so they're playing this game together, and 
<laughs> well, some of the fatalities are a little gruesome. Very gruesome. And the reactions from, well, all of them, <laughs> but particularly Conan and Marshawn are yeah pretty hilarious. Yeah, it was it was good. Then the yeah. But you know, when people play video games, you can get very angry. You know, Gronk and Marshawn put it pretty cool. Right? But have you ever heard I know I know especially you. You're not you're not a huge gamer. You're a FIFA gamer. I like FIFA. You like FIFA. Uh, and I, I dabble a bit in some Call of Duty, but not. Mm, yeah. But you're FIFA. You're a big gamer, Andy. Yeah. So you you will <clears throat> definitely relate to this and you're, you're, you're a mild-mannered man. I am very mild You are very civil. Except for I, if it's FIFA. If, FIFA. if it's FIFA. See, then you probably will. Anybody rage. The rage in video games yeah. is real. real. Rage. Yeah. Like raging and rage quitting. And, you know, m- most of the time, we, we, we have a friend that goes to our church, and uh, we, were, we were playing online the other night, and we were doing this big race, and he was on a dirt bike, another guy was in a four-wheeler, and it was right at the end of the race, and we have this honor roll, no dirty racing. You know, no running people off the road. Well, they were neck and neck, and we were all right behind them. And all of a sudden, four-wheeler just knocks my friend off the bike. And you just hear a yell, and then like, (laughs) so-and-so is offline. (laughs) So-and-so is offline. He raged. He pulled a Gronkowski and spiked his controller. controller. Just destroyed his back right stick, or back right trigger and uh, left joystick. And, you know, that's, that's about the worst raging gets for typical people. Then you however, got the nut jobs. However, <laughs> not everyone is typical. No. We, I read an article the other day, and I shared it with Tanner. And This is going to be new for you, Andy. You'll appreciate this okay. or be disturbed. Is controller through a TV? No. Oh, you're oh, that's all up your scale. Oh, is this can, the, can you is this get the swatting? This is swatting. Okay. This, apparently, this is a new fad, and the article this. says we've gone on since 2013, I think. Yeah, that's um, what it says. Like on Xbox Connect and PlayStation, they come with, or PlayStation and Xbox, they come with Connects, which has a camera which can see you, yeah. and people like to live stream the video game. So you have one view where people can watch you play the video game, and another view that actually sees you and your environment where you are. For like Twitch? Yeah. Twitch. Yeah. Yeah. That's a perfect. Twitch is a great example. Twitch, yeah. And, uh, well, this, this is an example of a 15 year old guy. He was playing Battlefield 4. Uh, and he was in this huge lobby, and the same guy beat him, I think, four or five times in a row. Mm-hmm. So, he calls. Because he gets his IP yeah, address. Yeah, he gets his IP address. Which leads to his getting home. his residential address. Yes. Well, see, I'm not smart enough to. I don't know how to do that anyway. I don't either. Do you, Andy? No, I do. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> um, <laughs> I already know where you live. That's <laughs> true. So, this guy calls the police. And he says, I'm at so-and-so place. Right. I'm holding this family hostage. I've already killed people. I've already killed kill people, more. and I will kill more. Wow. So, and he's and it's at the address of this kid that's beating him. So this 15-year-old ma- kid is mad at this person, wherever he is in the United States. For beating him at Battlefield Beating him four. in Battlefield four or five times in a row. So he calls the SWAT team. SWAT team goes to this guy's house. Obviously, they're prepped and ready to go in. They're not going to, you know... Knock, on, knock the on the door. <laughs> yeah. So they come busting in. Well, I guess the dad thought it was a burglar or somebody. This is the only thing I can make sense of because they shot the dad and critically injured him. Wow. The old boy is still filming Viewing. Himself. So this kid, the 15-year-old who called the SWAT, is viewing this while well, it's happening. No, no telling how many other people. And, well, the SWAT shoots the dad. Yeah, he didn't die, but He didn't die. He was critically injured. The kid goes to, you know, court. 25 to life. 25 to life for spotting over a video game. Wild. Crazy. I mean, uh, that takes rage to a whole new level. That's well, psychotic. 
They called it some kind of terrorism. I can't remember. Cyber. Well, it, 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 well, cyber terrorism and also the misuse of. Uh, well, cyber uh, terrorism wasn't like the word that I was thinking of, but. Yeah. But it, it's misuse of resources, yeah, like something like that. Yeah. Because like, like nine one one call and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, and that's like sending the SWAT team is like one of the most dangerous, you know. Yeah. Things for a profession, but Insane. but apparently that's a fad now though. They said it's not this isn't the first SWAT. It's just the worst. It's called swatting. Don't do it. You will go to jail for life. <laughs> for life. That's not worth twenty five to life. No, it's not worth games it. played. No, that's real life. That's real time. Real time. Real Next. Time. Next. <laughs> Rock, our card, that's not on there. What? What? No. Oh, you're talking about that. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, our song. It's like our song. Doors. I don't know. Stop that's it. Not Taylor Swift. Goodness. Our song is more our story. Uh, our story. <laughs> separate stories, but they intertwine. We're getting sentimental. Oh. You go ahead and begin. I'll, I'll start. Um, because transitioning from raging, that... that I do okay, love, you wouldn't have done that. But. I would never have swatted somebody because I don't know how. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only reason. I don't know how to do it. Um, you know, I've been blessed for 22 years on this earth, and uh, God's been great to me over the years. Um, I am a Christian. I, we didn't, we weren't very clear on that, but if you prefer, you picked up on that. That's this. This section is to tell you who we are. You spit everywhere. I did. I'm sorry. Um, it's okay. I get excited too. Uh, my dad's a pastor, has been a pastor all my life growing up. I think he's just, this is his 26th year at Abundant Life, I think, preaching. Um, it's the church, Abundant Life Worship Center, non-denominational church I've grown up in. Uh, great church, great family. I've been raised there every Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. I was in church, loved it. Uh, and just for time's sake, you know, I went to a Christian school through eighth grade. Uh, so I was pretty much sheltered growing up and then when I, I transferred to public school which I don't blame the public school it was just me wanting to rebel uh, I spent a good uh, let's see four years in high school and a year and a half two years in college six-ish yeah six six-ish years uh, just living for myself and I spent a lot of that time uh, drinking and doing drugs and involved in uh, you know sexual activity and all that stuff that you know basically a lot of people that are in that age range are still still doing it's it's easy to get caught up in I mean I was easily caught up I didn't really know because uh, I thought everything was fine mm-hmm. uh, I still went to church because I was kind of forced to uh, unless I faked a lot, a lot of the times I told my parents I was at a Xbox party at my friend's house or whatever and my parents aren't stupid I mean I'm sure they they got the point but I didn't really want to be and have anything to do with God. I didn't care about God. I grew up in God. I never really experienced Him, really. I just didn't feel Him, didn't really acknowledge His existence. But I knew that if there was a heaven and a hell, at one point when I moved away from uh, home, my freshman year of college to Murray, I uh, was in a deep conversation with a couple of friends, and we were intoxicated. But I knew, I was front row real. We were talking about God. I said, if there is a God and if there is a heaven and a hell, I'm going to hell because I know that, you know, what I know about the Bible and stuff, I'm not living for Christ and there's no way I'm going to heaven. So I, I was living with that reality, yet I didn't really care. Mm-hmm. And only over the last, you know, it's been almost <clears throat> three and a half years since I've given my life to the Lord. It's just been three. Three in a month. Three in a month. <laughs> feels has been a long time. I love it. Uh, but, you know, I look back on it and I've really realized that the reason I was doing that is because I... Uh, it sounds like a cop out because you know when you try to explain this to younger people mm-hmm. and people going through it now like no I'm not no I'm not I was just so desperate to fit in mm-hmm. and I was angry and I was just 
searching for myself and trying to do everything different than my parents did. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds so cliche, but it's true. That's what I was feeling. And, you know, I, I look at it now and I just didn't want to be what my parents are. I didn't want to, I want to do what everybody else was doing. But deep down inside, I always knew I was doing the wrong thing. And on January 2nd, 2012, just to fast forward, I'm just overviewing this. Uh, I was on a train ride home from Michigan and, uh, me and Tanner, actually a little rewind, me and Tanner have been hanging out. We weren't really close in high school. We were close kind of in elementary school and on mm-hmm. and off in middle school. And then we were friends on and off during high school. Still saw each other at church every now and then. But uh, right, probably in December and November, we became mm-hmm. pretty good friends again. Well, we had, a, we had that class together yeah. in college. And it kind of reconnected us. And we got to partying and, you know, smoking a lot together. Just being, just being blunt. Mm-hmm. Um and we got to talk about God and stuff like that, and, but never nothing really ever came of it. But on January second, two thousand twelve, I uh, pulled, I packed my Bible for whatever reason, and the song came on my iPod. I didn't only listen to Christian music, but uh, man, it was called "Already Home" by Thousand Foot Crutch, and it just changed my life. I just broke down in tears. Uh, I knew exactly what it was. I felt the love and the peace and the presence of God just wash over me. Uh, I know that t- I was sitting in between two people on the train. And I know that they thought I was on drugs or something because I was just crying. I mean. But it was a happy cry, and I pulled out my Bible, and God just spoke to me, and then Tanner texted me, like, right after that, told me, like, the six-page message about, you know, hey, man, I've I've experienced God. But I'll let him tell you that. But it, it was it was awesome, because I was praying. I was like, Lord, I know one of the things I'm going to have to do is leave my old life behind, and I don't have anybody I know that's a Christian who can help me through this. And Tanner, God brought Tanner in, and ever since then, we've been brothers. We spent those first six months just every night, every day in the church, just praying, and um, God's blessed me abundantly above and beyond anything I ever deserve or can ever repay, and I'm just I, I love life. And I love I love Christ, and you know I'm saved and I'm redeemed. My but, turn. Your turn. Okay. Um, very similar story to Jonathan. Grew up my whole life in church. Um, went to Christian school for five or six years. I didn't start in kindergarten like Jonathan did, but uh, moved halfway through um, middle school. It's, parents got divorced and it turns out that had a bigger effect on me than I probably even realize now um but um so so came over and um I can really break down like different phases in my life of where different things were my god like there there was a phase where basketball was my god and I was, I was kind of a jock and um worshiped basketball and then there was a phase where I I worshiped a relationship, not even necessarily the girl, but I worshiped, worshiped a relationship, and then um, after that, um, got involved in um, just a different, a completely different lifestyle than I'd ever known. My, my eyes got open to like a party lifestyle, and, and started drinking, and, and doing. After after that, I figured out that I didn't like alcohol, <laughs> and so then I found. Uh, weed, marijuana, or whatever, and found out that I did like that, and I just started worshiping a plant, and for a good portion of my life, I mean, that was my life, and I was really going down a, a, a hard road, and um, so some things happened before they kind of pushed me out of church, and, and for about a two-year period after high school, I, I pretty much just stopped going, and um really had no rules. I was pretty much living on my own because my dad had a house that he was always gone. So I had my own own place and I had friends that were encouraging the lifestyle. And 
So uh, we were just living it up, living for me. And then my my dad finally caught wind of everything that was going on. He was like, listen, you got to stop this or you got to get out of my house. And it, it really brought me just to a crux. It was like, all right, is what I'm living for worth being out on the streets pretty much, worth giving up everything? And um, my mom had gotten me a book, I believe, at this point, the Tim Tebow book. And I started reading it, and he was pulling out scriptures and all this different stuff. And I'm like, okay, like, is this real? And this was whenever he was winning all these games miraculously and giving all the credit to God and Jesus and stuff like this. And I'm like, all right, God, I've heard about you my whole life, but I've never met you myself. If you're really worth living for, you got to show it. And um, there's not really a specific moment where it happened, but just over a course of a couple weeks, really just God revealed himself to me and showed me that, he loved me despite me, yeah. and um, just just showered his love on me. And like Jonathan said, you know, we I, I told him what was going on, and because I knew we'd grown up and gone to church together, so I knew he could somewhat relate, even though I didn't know at the time that he had done the same thing. And um, he said, "Dude, I, I I did the same. Let let's do this." And so, I mean. Really, we just kind of shut ourselves out from our old lives for a good period of time and just really grew in who we were in, in, in Jesus. And it's just been an awesome ride ever since. And we both have been blessed and looking forward to continuing the ride. So that that's a little bit of us, our story, our song. Yeah. And <clears throat> speaking of our song. This is what a segue. <laughs> bring us next, Andy. Uh, Taylor Swift and her uh, TM copyright. <laughs> TM. <laughs> Taylor Swift and her TM. Um, I, I, Taylor Swift. You gotta love Taylor Swift, men. Love admit it. Taylor Swift. You love Stop Taylor Swift, she but be is careful. So catchy. Yeah, be careful singing her lyrics now without TMing everything she said. Because Taylor Swift has now trademarked lyrics, some of which being "Party Like It's 1989," some of which being "This Sick Beat." TM. <laughs> be careful that's true it's going out on the air I mean you can say it without teaming you just can't like put it on yeah. something yeah, it's still it's still crazy you can't like, like put it on a toothbrush or something without yeah. it and there was and there's like random things too from like a random place from uh, Blank Space They're really random and there's another one too from uh, Never Go Out of Style so hey I don't blame her get that money girl I, I guess get it wherever <laughs> you can get it but I still nothing Taylor Swift could do can make me hate her okay. oh my goodness I'm going to step away. i got to show you all a picture, but segue into this next one. Into what? What's next, Andy? Into Reddick. Okay. Um, So, also, a little bit about me. I grew up my whole life as a Duke fan. I'm back. And specifically, J.J. Reddick is my all-time hero. And my wife, last night, came home. Made your day. She said, Tanner, how do you feel about the name Reddick? And, I mean, naturally, well, I love it. And she said, no, like, as a first name. And I said, what are you trying to tell me? You're pregnant? (laughs) Well, no. Are you having a baby? No, we're not. But she said, like, Reddick Wilson. I'm like, oh, my goodness, Mariah. Like, this has been a dream of mine for years. Is the middle name going to be JJ? I Oh, my goodness. Reddick JJ Wilson. But, anyway, Reddick Wilson is going to be my child's name. I don't care what. Like that's it. It's it's happening. I like I haven't been able to stop smiling 
thinking about it because <laughs> it's like I'm so happy. Y'all don't understand. Oh, I want to name my son Ragnar right now. What in Rag- the world? No. Okay, listen. No. listen. Next. I know. No. I get, there's some great TV shows out there, and I, Jackson's better. Jackson is better from Jackson. Charlie, Charlie Hunnam, Sons of Anarchy, Jackson. What is, what is, what Since we live in America. Okay, yes. Okay, yes. Ba- back to Taylor Swift for just a brief moment. Abby, my wife, sent me this great picture. Have y'all seen all these beans accounts? Like no. yeah. Katniss Everbeans and yeah. Nickel Beans. Okay. Yeah. The caption is, Beans is from Even Stevens, the chubby white fat kid. Okay. Anyway. How many young kids don't know what Even Stevens is? I know, that's a shame. Even Stevens is one of the best Disney shows to ever exist. Anyway, the caption is, boys only want beans if it's torture. And that's the picture. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) It's a picture of Taylor Swift holding an apple with beans' face. You're going to tweet it out, though. Yeah, I'll tweet it out. I'm going to tweet it out. It's it's great. Remember, follow us on Twitter. I'm at T underscore W-I-L 116. And I am Boozle13. B-O-O-C-L-E 13. And then you got Andy. And Andy is... is... A G L O V E R zero 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 seven. Is there no underscore? No. There used to be an underscore. Yeah, oh, there three zeros. Used to be an, yeah. Triple O seven. Okay. Cool. Yeah, like, All right. What well, we got next? Better. Right. Uh, Josephine. I thought we were gonna do baby talk though. Oh. Okay, baby talk for a brief right. moment. Are you having a baby? No. <laughs> Are you having a baby? I'm not. Andy, you better not be having a baby. No. Listen. No. Babies are beautiful things. I did check the mail today. And a baby, a baby magazine. No, no, not for a baby. A baby magazine came in the mail today, and it was to Abby McWhorter. Wasn't like spam. I'm gonna have to talk to her about this. Oh, I'm giving you hints. And I don't want a baby right now. We're about to get a dog. I don't when want y'all, a baby. When y'all gonna have babies? I, in a few years. This like when? Twenty seven ish. What? Well, I'm twenty seven. I want a baby. Uh, you like That's four or five years? Few years. Yeah, like twenty six or twenty. Twenty six is the earliest I want to have a baby. I mean, if God blesses me with a baby. Yay! I'm a yeah. dad, but till then I don't want a baby. Yeah, I'm shooting for hoping maybe two or three years. Pregnancy pact. Pregnancy pact for show. Our kids are gonna be like the best of friends. Get married first. <laughs> Pregnancy pact. <laughs> okay. Next. <laughs> yeah, we're moving. On. Josephine. Tanner, give us the backstory of Josephine. This old woman calls in Kentucky Sports Radio that I listen to every day, and she. It's just awesome. She, I mean, she's just a sweet little old lady that calls in, and uh, she called in the other day and was talking about she wants the host to come up and eat dinner with her, and was talking about how they send out all these uh, whiskey bottles whenever they win national championship. She's like, "Well, I got all these whiskey bottles. Come on up, and we'll get to them, whatever." <laughs> and so Jonathan <clears throat> had an interesting little. Um, Incident happened at work the other day. Oh, also, Josephine, because of this one call, she was trending nationally on Twitter. Yeah. So, I work at Kennedy's Fan Shop, which is a branch from the Lexington Kennedy's Fan Shop, which is predominantly a UK, University of Kentucky basketball clothing store. Has other local schools like Murray State and wherever, like Marshall County. But um, this older lady comes in, 70s, 80s, um, bought a bunch of UK stuff, started rambling off all this knowledge about Kentucky basketball, and she goes, you listen to KSR? I was like, yeah, sometimes. She goes, well, I'm Josephine. I was like, oh. Josephine said she lived in Indiana. Yeah, and the only reason I knew, I hadn't listened to KSR that day. Tanner had called me that morning to tell me <laughs> this story. So, and I was like, oh, are you? She goes, yeah. She started rambling on about the story the morning on the radio and all this random knowledge about the 76 Kentucky basketball team, and I don't know. Long story short, this 
this woman says she was Josephine. Crazy. Crazy. I had to break into a barbershop this morning. <laughs> Should we say that? Well, <laughs> I went to get my hair cut. I might have to edit this out, Andy. <laughs> I went to get my hair cut and... <laughs> well, one lady, one of the ladies locked her purse in the barbershop last night. Did you wear a mask? And <laughs> Bandana. And I meant like superhero mask because I think he did a good deed. Oh. Well, and then the Who's other that? one... Like, left her keys in her car, but her grandson had borrowed the car, so she didn't have it. Dugs. And so, I grabbed a zip tie out and tried to, like, Why do you have it. zip ties on deck? <laughs> I've always got zip ties, bro. But we, did, we didn't get in. I tried to break in, but... Well, it, you said you did. broke in, but you didn't break no, in. No, I thought I said I tried to break in. No, he in. said he broke in. You said you broke in. You said you broke oh, in. Oh, well, we didn't get in. <laughs> Good. You can take back that SWAT call intense. now. We were about to SWAT you. Don't SWAT me. Okay. Uh, what do we got next to close this out? Uh, Silva and UK. Cats are halfway there. Let's talk about Silva first. I got close. I don't know about Silva. Like Sylvia. Yeah, he's I Sylvia. felt Sylvia. 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 As well, I that's my, I stopped. Sylvia's my car. <laughs> she cool. She's a uh, beaut. She is a beaut. Green machine. I love her. Uh, no, Anderson Silva. Big fight tonight. Fight Nick Diaz. It's gonna be awesome. It's his first fight since he like snapped his leg in half. So there's Bunch of question marks, but it's gonna be awesome. He's the spider, and there's a spider. That's his nickname, that's, Spider. Yeah. Oh, Spider! So I thought you. And there ain't that. no sunshine when he's gone. Bill Weathers. That's what he walks out. That one. He walks out to the itsy bitsy spider. No, he walks no, out to Bill. no sunshine. I don't watch UFC. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. That was awful. I don't want any more of that. <laughs> that's what he walks out to. Though. Is the Pacquiao awesome. Mayweather fight gonna happen? I think Floyd's bluffing. Who's gonna win? No, I think Floyd's if, bluffing. If, if the fight happens, though. I think Pacquiao does. Yeah. Speaking of which, I saw a trailer the other day for Manny Pacquiao movie, and it looks awesome. I have a is lot of Manny Pacquiao going to be in the movie? Yeah, it's like a documentary oh, about documentary. his life. Okay. It's not a movie, it's a documentary. Stop. <laughs> UK basketball, like Tanner Halfway said, there. Halfway there. Play tonight against Bama. Roll Cats. They beat him at Alabama. Everybody says we watched it on the ski trip. They said it was going to be a hard game. We yeah. beat him pretty good. Pretty handily. I think 22, right? Something like that. I think the spread's 22 today. So, uh, I mean, Kentucky's sporadic. You never know what team you're going to get right now, but still, big, big defense. Big men have got to step up. They've gotten worse as the season's progressed. They they're not aggressive, near as aggressive. Marcus the Lee. The last several games, I haven't even gotten any blocks. I mean, come on. Marcus Lee is. Marcus Lee's in there. Marcus is a little fiery little fella. Yeah. I like Marcus Lee. I feel like Tyler Eulis should be on the back of Marcus Lee at all times. Yeah. Um, but I think I think UK gets the win tonight, make it 21-0. Georgia will be interesting. But the only two games I can see just as a pure – Challenge, challenge, LSU, mm-hmm. Arkansas, unless Florida mm-hmm. and Tennessee's not. Gonna Florida's be easy. doing nothing right now. Florida, no, but no one, my luck, no one, our luck. Florida will somehow. They just, I don't know. I felt good about them going undefeated, but the last couple of weeks of play has got me. I thought like they're going questioning again. I feel like they might go undefeated in regular season and then drop like not win the SEC. Tournament. Oh, I say you don't dare say the NCAA. No, 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 no. I think they're still winning it all, but I think they might lose in the SEC tournament. Something's got to happen to the big men, though. Speaking they want to win. of which, I had to describe regular season SEC tournament to Boogie. and NCAA <laughs> to Boogie. First, describe. Okay, tell people how Boogie describes sports in general. Boogie is an avid, Call of Duty. avid obsessive Call of Duty player, and he's great, and I love him. But he—that's the only thing he knows how to describe. Well, when we were on the ski trip, Kentucky had won 16, 17 in a row, something like that. And he said, "So our kill, our kill streaks at seventeen. 
So yeah. And he said, oh, we're halfway to a nuke. <laughs> and we were at the ski trip. He was like, which map are you going down first? Yeah. Talking about slope. Yeah, which route, whatever. But um, in Boogie's defense, me and Boogie and Ben and Robert made it to round 26 on zom- or 27 last night on zombies, mm-hmm. on exo zombies. Anyway. Great achievement. Um, I had to describe to him how the regular season... And uh, conference play, and conference tournament. <laughs> this is tournament this is brilliant. Um, I described the conference as like a lobby in Call of Duty. And I said, okay, so there's this many people that are in our conference, and then we have to play them, and then we play um, just random people from across the country, and just broke it down like that, and it was pretty epic. He was like, makes sense. There you go. And it was awesome. Love me some boogie. Shout out, boogie. Well, um, I think that's it for this one. I believe so. I know we didn't go off what we said we were going to last time. Scheduling conflicts happened, delayed this podcast right, from happening. Right, right. Also, the guests we were going to have, we we're still going to have. Just not but today. the time schedules have not worked out. There are future. But we will try to be more steady. concrete and steady and posting. Yeah. yeah. So. But again, hit us on Twitter. Let us know if you listen. So, somebody. Everybody, I love you. This is the voice of Jonathan McWhorter telling you, I love you. This is a public service announcement. What? What? Goodbye. Okay. (laughs)